Good evening, Boston. Welcome to BNN News. I'm Faith Maffedon. Thanks for tuning in. Santa Claus came early this year for the children of Boston at the 2023 Toys for Tots donation, courtesy of the Marine Corps Reserve. Every year, the Marine Corps Reserve collects thousands of toys to give away to families all over the United States. And Boston consistently goes the extra mile to ensure a holly jolly Christmas for families throughout Suffolk County. I'm a parent and I know how much the emotions and expectations get really high this time of year. It's everywhere you look, reminders that Santa's coming or that in the holidays it's going to be a special time. And for many families, this is a really difficult time, especially in this economy when people are, are still struggling. And so this operation, now decades here in Boston, really helps to fill that very important gap of not only getting toys in the hands of our children who need them, but filling that space in their hearts that we want every kid in Boston to know that they're loved, they're treasured, they're part of this community, and so many helping hands come together in this season to make that happen. In 2022, the Boston area distributed over 86,000 toys to over 82,000 Boston children from low-income families. This year, they're hoping to make even more of an impact. The Greater Boston Toys for Tots program has been in the city of Boston for over 30 years and it is one of the programs, leading programs, that really provides some Christmas joys and gifts to families that otherwise would not receive during the holiday season. It's all donation driven and volunteer driven, so anyone that you see, any gift that is here is really from the labor of love uh, that, that, that is provided throughout the city. What is amazing to me is to see youth who benefited from this program, who received toys when they were children, come back as adults to give back to the community as well. We have a lot of families in the greater Boston area, all different counties, who struggle. Families struggle, you know, times are hard. Ever since COVID, people are lacking. And without this program, a lot of children would not be able to experience a gift to open under the Christmas tree on Christmas morning. The program allows children of all backgrounds and economic statuses to enjoy the gift-giving holiday, even if their families aren't able to spend that extra income this year. The holidays are a beautiful moment, but also a challenging moment for many families who perhaps may be far away from their loved ones, and also those families struggling to barely make ends meet. So today we're here to celebrate uh, the moment of holidays, and also we are here because we understand that a lot of our families are struggling and so we want to get them the toys that they need so that their kids wake up on the 25th with something to look forward to and hope. Although the meaning of the holiday is far from spending money and receiving gifts, the Toys for Tots program allows everyone who donates to spread hope and joy through selfless generosity. It's beginning to sound a lot like Christmas in Newmarket Square and this year's carolers have a special story to tell, one of hope and overcoming obstacles. Sleeping in heavenly peace strikes a different chord from the intersection of Mass Ave and Melnia Cass Boulevard. On Tuesday, formerly unsheltered individuals gathered in the area known as Mass and Cass to fill the streets with good cheer. It's the holiday spirit, we're trying to spread it around, you know, sing some Christmas carols. Hopefully we could uh, pass it on to the next person. Uh, 
and uh, you know spread the holiday spirit around here. You know it's been a little tough around here, so I figured some you know we figured some Christmas caroling might you know if at least it lifts one person up, you know then at least we did our job. These carolers are in a much better place thanks to the homeless back to work program through the New Market Business Improvement District. A year ago, many of them lived in the area's tent encampments and struggled with substance use. Through the program, they've been able to work on their recovery as they move towards stable housing and access low-barrier work opportunities. And now, they sing for those whose shoes they've walked in. I see all the people smiling and just bringing joy to their faces and to their hearts, and it makes me happy. Um, that's what I'm out here for, and for all my my co-workers and everything, it's just, it's great, it's just wonderful. It actually gets us all together, so we're all singing together, and um, it brightens up the um, environment, and, 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 and we're trying to just make the world a better place, you know, we want to, we want everybody to have a Merry Christmas, and um, it's great to have the whole crew, because we don't always get together, you know, it's nice that we can all get along and do something fun for everybody, and um, the, you know, it's, it's just nice, it's nice, it's, it's a fun thing to do. We're out here today, we're trying to bring some inspiration for the holiday season. Um, it's been a rough year down here at MassCast, and we've helped clean up all the tents and get everybody into shelters for the most part, but we really want to bring joy, love, and goodness. We're out here cleaning up the streets, we're out here helping people get into shelters and detox, but we want to get everybody, you know, we at love, is for everybody. Beyond singing holiday classics, these carolers are gifting hope this season. Hope that better is possible and within reach. For the first time, the Dorchester Pop Warner teams brought a sense of pride to residents after bringing home two big trophies this year. The Dorchester Raiders and Eagles were loud and proud on Saturday after bringing home not just one, but two national championship wins this weekend. Both the football and cheerleading teams from the Dorchester Pop Warner Little Scholars Program went all the way and brought home trophies, earning the bragging rights of the 2023 National and Super Bowl champions. The biggest thing I'm proud of with these kids is their perseverance. Uh, we start off on August 1st, we practice five days a week. So um, we require a lot of discipline and a big commitment, and these kids made that commitment and they won a national championship because of it. The Eagles say the championship win in Orlando, Florida didn't happen by chance, but through teamwork, dedication, and determination. You won that championship long before Florida. You won that championship with your hard work, your teamwork, your sticking together, listening to your coaches, putting in those works, those drills day after day after day, and you'll hear it later from your coaches. Really, this city helped to invest and make sure we won this championship over 19 years, and you're making us proud bringing that home. I'm really proud of my boys, because not only because they're champs, but because they pushed through, they worked hard, they persevered, and they went to Florida. They started this season um, talking it into existence, saying that they were going to win the national title this year. So after all their hard work, it's paid off. Go Eagles! And whether it's on the football field or on the cheer mat, the bond between teammates is the determining factor of their success. Uh, I think our kids have learned through, through, through this, uh, this journey that playing together as a team, 11 people, pays off in the end, brings home a championship. 11 people playing together, uh, playing their part. Everyone has a specific uh, piece to play. And if you play your part and do your job, 11 
people on the field at a time kind of achieve the goals. The coaches we have to speak and to teach you about like how to have life and respect and also work together and to always like keep focus and like to always like do your best and don't give up. Whether it's the Boston Eagles, you know, Dorchester Eagles winning the whole thing on in terms of championship or it is the Raiders, Raiders cheerleaders winning the whole thing in terms of their division as cheerleaders. Everybody has to play their part because if not, your things will be fall out of sync and you'll not be able to flow. So it's a harmony and rhythm in sports, just like there's a harmony and rhythm in life. Not only did the champions bring home a trophy, they brought home a sense of accomplishment and pride in their hard work. Women of all backgrounds gathered in South Boston for the annual Massachusetts Conference for Women, where inspiration, insight, and community led the way. I am starting to just, you know, get to the point where I realize that there is something next, but I still can't figure out what it is. I've done a lot of work. Last Friday, over 10,000 women in business shared their stories, listened, and were there for each other at the 19th annual Massachusetts Conference for Women held at the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center. So what I like most about the Massachusetts Conference for Women is the fact that it allows for multiple women from different industries to really come together and speak about the challenges that women face in corporate America and other um, industries throughout the U.S. and globally. And so I think that all of our issues are, um, they're not new, but being able to get encouragement from women who have walked in our shoes are just great. The full day of programming in South Boston provided many opportunities for women to network and an exciting roster of keynote speakers, including Margaret Atwood, author of The Handmaid's Tale. Breakout session speaker Kimberly Brown explored leadership, career, and personal development in her talk and guided deeper conversations through questions from the audience. Whenever there are a large group of women gathered together, I love the power of other folks asking questions, sharing their stories, sharing what they've been working on, what their struggles are, because many times we feel like we are by ourselves, but we truly are not by ourselves. And just knowing there's someone else in the room who understands what we're going through, who's had a similar experience, we're able to talk to each other, brainstorm, and even if you don't talk to someone else, just knowing that you are not alone is so, so helpful. Events like the Massachusetts Conference for Women are so pivotal for women in all different stages of their career because it allows them to hear from world-renowned leaders like Jacinta Ardern, formerly the Prime Minister of New Zealand, and many others where they can hear from top-notch global leaders. They can learn in these workshops, they can receive coaching, they can receive resume reviews, and it's a real game changer. The conference also featured the women-owned business village, which inspired entrepreneurs as they shared their products and uplifted each other. Um, I think this is a great place for women to be because you feel empowered, um, you feel loved, and you feel supported. And this is what this conference is all about. Um, you being there and, and feel like you can do this because you see a, a lot of other people that are chasing the same thing that you are, your dream, um, your support, the things that you love the most. And you feel welcomed and you feel warmed and you feel like you, you are wanted and you actually can do this. Being at the women's conference is beautiful because you have so many women coming together from so many different places, talking about different things, laughing, joking, and really just solving a lot of problems together and bringing each other together and uplifting each other so beautifully. 
Women walked away from this year's conference energized by new perspectives. Most importantly, they leave with the power of solidarity and the need for more women in leadership. The Boston Parks and Recreation Department and Public Health Commission have announced a new way to keep Bostonians moving during the colder winter months, the Winter Fitness Series. From now until the end of April, anyone who'd like to enjoy free public classes in the park is welcome to join in on the fun. From yoga to dance to strength training, every day of the week holds a new class. Both in-person and virtual classes will be held all winter long in an effort to increase opportunities for physical activity and reduce barriers to active living. For more information, including dates and times, boston.gov forward slash winter dash fitness. Farmers markets aren't just for the summer and spring. Roslindale Village Main Streets is bringing Boston their annual winter farmers market every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. With over 20 vendors who accept SNAP benefits payment, there's something for everyone this winter season. To learn more about the vendors, roslindale.net forward slash winter dash farmers dash market Ben Murphy is the Senior Program Manager at New Market Business Improvement District, or BID, where he oversees the operations between BID and its security partners, as well as government outreach and communications with stakeholders. Ben joined us in studio today to discuss the Homeless Back to Work program and the impact it's making in the lives of its participants and New Market Square. I'd love to start first with the New Market Business Improvement District. What exactly is it? So the Business Improvement District is an organization that was founded by the business and property owners in the New Market Industrial District, where everybody came together and agreed to essentially pool together funds uh, in order to provide services for the area that are above and beyond what the city is capable of doing in the district. So we provide things like street beautification, cleaning, shuttle service, private security, and of course our back to work program. And we got to see a little bit of the workers doing uh, a tad bit different. They were mm -hmm. singing and doing carols, but can you tell us more about the homeless back to work program and what are its goals? Sure, so the back to work program grew out of the reality of the district that we all lived and worked in, which was that it's located right at the epicenter of Mass and Cass. And for years, you know, it, it's very difficult emotionally for the people who work in that area to see the things that are happening there and feel powerless to do anything to help. And it started out very small and evolved over time with literally just going up to people who are on the street and asking them, you know, if we gave you trash bags and gloves, would you clean up some of the stuff that's on the street like this? And it was, we at first were almost surprised to see just how enthusiastic people were about wanting to help out, wanting to clean up the streets and make it a better place. So we grew the program more and more over years so that now it is a well-organized seven-day-a-week crew that we have doing specific routes all the way throughout the district, uh, entirely employing people who are on the street or were on the street at some point in the last year or two, um, in order to give them a, a structure, a, a purpose, something that they can feel proud of and give back to the community at the same time. Mm. 
And what does a typical day look like for a program participant? So they uh, gather um, around 8 or 8.30 in the morning. Um, they get divided out into their crews. We usually have four or five crews going out on a day. They get assigned their routes. And then they work for about four hours. Um, they go up and down the streets. They pick up trash. They do whatever else needs doing on certain occasions. Um, We'll have businesses reach out to us and say, hey, we need a little help with this project that we have, um, whether it's like cleaning out a warehouse or doing any other sort of manual labor, weeding on their property or something like that. Um, we'll send a crew to help businesses out with you know, whatever kind of stuff that they need that we can assist them with. We've had them doing yard work for some of the residents who live on Pompeii Street hmm. and stuff like that. So the exact jobs can vary day to day but there's, uh, they're always going out every day at the same times in order to give them something that they can build a structure and rebuild their lives around. Hmm. And homelessness in Boston, of course, it, it cuts across a variety of issues. You have to think about the mental health aspect mm -hmm. and substance use and food insecurity. Uh, what are some of the organizations that you partner with in regard to uh, delivering services for um, the individuals involved in the program? Well, first and foremost, we partner very, very closely with the mayor's office. Um, the mayor's coordinated response team is down there on the street, uh, at least up until um, November 1st. The coordinated response team was down there with us every single day. Um, now they have the freedom to spend a little more time in other parts of the city, uh, but we still work with them extremely closely, as well as um, the Boston Public Health Commission and the Department of Housing and everything. All of the different organizations that exist within the city, as well as private organizations like the Pine Street Inn, like Hope House, um, in order to find everything that's needed to get these guys from where they're starting, to where they're finishing because the inciting moment of the back to work program is that people don't just get better on their own and having something that gives them a sense of pride in the work that they do is just the beginning of it. Then once they're working, we get to know them, we can form a relationship. It's a lot easier once we know these guys as well as we get to know them to say, look, you've been with us for six months or however long, let's get you into detox, let's get you into housing, and then work through that, not just as you know, a stranger from a program who comes up to you, but as a friend and somebody who knows you well. So we work with everybody across all the spectrums that we need in order to address the individual issues that each person has. Hmm. And how many individuals have you been able to help with the program and what have been some of the results? Sure, so we have worked with over 100 people in the two years that the program has been active. Uh, and at the beginning of that time, all 100 of those people were living in a tent or in a shelter. Now, I think we maybe have two people who are still in a shelter, nobody living on the street. All the rest of them have gotten into permanent or transitional supportive housing. Um, dozens of them have gone on to graduate from our program. Once you know they're clean and they're stable, 
we work with all of the businesses in the area who we have great relationships with to find full-time jobs for them mm -hmm. that they can then use to graduate from the sort of part-time transitional work we do into you know a real career. Um, we've even had several of them go on to work with the city uh, in the Department of Public Health, stuff like that, or uh, sorry, not the Department of Public Health, Department of Public Works mm. and stuff like that. That's amazing. And I know a lot of the individuals in the program are now in recovery thanks to being part of it. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about the significance of employing the people who once lived in the area that we know as Mass and Cass to to clean and beautify that area? Yeah, like, like I've been saying, the whole mission of the program is to give people that sense of pride in their work. It's hard to motivate yourself to improve your life when you don't feel like you're doing anything with it. And giving people something that they can point to and say, this is my job, this is, what I, this is what I did today, this is what I'm going to do tomorrow. It provides that structure and we see that the guys very quickly become very proud of having a place on our crew. Um, we have some of them get elevated uh, to like crew tree position. When they get sent out on their routes, they're responsible as supervisors. Um, and that's something that they take a lot of pride in. You know, we've had people say that they're excited they'll be able to like talk to their kids that night and tell them that they got uh, this position as a crew chief. That it shows that people see them as people and have faith in them and trust them to do a good job. And that means a lot for somebody who hasn't had that in a long time. Hmm. And how has the city's November 1st ordinance to remove the tent encampments impacted the work of homeless back to work? Well, in terms of what we do day to day, it hasn't really changed that much. Obviously, it's been a huge improvement on the conditions of the street in the Newmarket area. Um, it's worked phenomenally well at cleaning up the streets, at getting people into shelter, into housing, into programming. But the work that we do with the guys that we work with goes on. Um, you know, there's still trash to be picked up, there's still beautification to be done. And so we continue employing just as many people as we did before, giving them the same sort of work they did before. It's just a little easier for them now not have to worry about the amount of trash they were picking up on Southampton and Atkinson Street. And finally, what's next for the Homeless Back to Work program? I think the Homeless Back to Work program is going to continue doing the same work that we've been doing, but focus on moving the guys that we still have with us to the next steps. Um, you know, the ultimate goal is that everybody who works with us will eventually get on to uh, a new job, and it's constant work trying to tackle the issues that are put in the way of that, whether it's clearing up old warrants or getting them uh, into detox. Um, it's helpful now that there's so much less of a problem on the streets ever since November 1st that we can really dig down on the guys that we have been working with and get them into those next steps and get them back into a more stable life situation. 
Thanks for tuning in, Boston. As a reminder, you can stream or watch the news on demand at bnnmedia.org. Each episode will be rebroadcast at 9.30 p.m. and 11 p.m. on Xfinity Channel 9, Astound Channel 15, and Files Channel 2161. And make sure to check out our BNN HD Xfinity Channel 1072. You can also hear us on the radio Fridays at 7.30 and 9 p.m. and Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. And now, you can watch BNN News on the go with the Cablecast app. Next Friday, please join us as we take a look back at our favorite stories and interviews from this year for a very special one-hour-long December countdown into the new year. For BNN News, I'm Faith Mafedon, and I'll see you next Friday.